The following podcast is a part of RadioMisfits.com. It's time for Caffeinated Comics, a lively discussion and debate on comics, film, television, and collectibles, all fueled by the magic of Frappuccinos. And now, here's your hosts... John and Steven. Thank you, it's Kevin and Comics, and I'm your host, John Clark. DC hosted their Fandom event. This is the first time they've done this. Virtually, uh, it's definitely their attempt to replace the San Diego Comic-Con experience, which has been canceled due to COVID. However, it does come right on the heels of the DC bloodbath. So what does this really mean for how we feel about the company? Uh, it brings up a lot of mixed messages, so Stephen and I want to get into that. There were a lot of teaser trailers, there were a lot of panels, there were a lot of stuff left out. So, let's talk about all of it. So we were going to record, actually early for once, we used to record these Saturday afternoons and give ourselves two days to edit, yes. imagine that. And then yeah. uh, we realized DC fandom was happening while we were about to record. So we yeah, were it kind like, of stuck up on us. Yeah, it kind of stuck up on everybody, and I've got a lot of thoughts about that. Um, yeah. It, I think it was, it was ill-timed in a number of ways. Obviously, this was meant to replace their presence at San Diego, which was canceled because of the pandemic. Now, um, San Diego is normally in August? July, so we're already oh, late. Wow. Oh, so this was probably them getting everything together this is probably as soon as they could organize everything because i mean the amount of people involved in it were it was like crazy i remember when they posted this initially a couple of months back they had listed all these names and they were like oh, everyone's gonna be on it and they had all these hollywood guys and the so maybe a lot of it was lining up schedules the production value they went for like they basically instead of just having zoom meetings which most of the panels were um or traditionally what it would be was like there's a camera in hall h and we'll simulcast this. Right. Um, it looked like they had like this 24-hour DCE entertainment news channel where they had hosts and they had them on green screen with like rotating CG graphics. Yeah. And then they had all these montages cut together. Of, I do love a good montage, I gotta there were say. A lot of mini docs. So I yeah. want um, so right now it the entire event will be posted, I believe, in three weeks. But there were there was something like 18 hours of panels. Wow. So I personally watched about three or four and then followed a lot of the uh, announcements and the cut videos were posted on YouTube. So the first thing that, that kind of set my nose out of joint about this was this comes like two weeks after they fired a ton of people. So yeah. it, it was hard to get all, and there was a lot of their social media friends like, are you excited for DC fandom? I, in fact, I, I even replied to a tweet. They said, what are you, ex they were like, we got a, a blind box for DC fandom. What do you think's in it? And I tweeted back a pink slip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because yeah. it's like, it comes under this cloud and, and that happens a lot. You know, toy fairs and San Diego, you can't perfectly time it. Sometimes there's bad news sure. around, but it was just like, Let's be all excited about DC while like DC. We've laid off two thirds of their employees. Yeah, and or a third, I think. Or well, it's twenty percent. So you know, but the still. Other thing, and the other thing I noticed was there were no comic book announcements. That like, actually was my. <laughs> that just exactly bullseyes my big problem with it is. Uh, I watched probably like the first three hours of it because I wasn't really sure what the event was. I mean, I knew what it was. I, you know, it was a replacement for convention, like you said, but I started watching and thinking like, all right, let's see what is coming. And then I watched like three hours. And then not only was there no mention of any comic books at all, which was, you know, what I was kind of expecting there to be some comic book news. There was, um, it just seemed like I, there was no way once you, maybe it was just a link and maybe I looked the wrong website, but I couldn't find a way to navigate. Like there was no schedule I could find. Was there a schedule that I missed? I found one on Variety and it was yeah. like a week before it was like, hey, here's what it's going to be. And mm. then they said, they said when this thing is finally up in a couple weeks, there'll be all these hubs so you can go into uh, different categories and click on, oh, no, watch this panel, this panel. Sure. But during the day, there was just one live feed going on the website. 
And like, like you, that's what I watched. And there were, there were shorts in between and there were like little announcements and then there were big panels. But yeah, at a time when DC is, hasn't been looked upon favorably in the last couple of months. I mean, we talked about them dumping Diamond a couple of weeks ago for right. these unknown ones. Uh, they closed DC Direct as part of these layoffs. So there's no toy news. There's no statues. Uh, and no mention of the comic books at all. So it was a lot of, it was a lot of talk about the movies and the CW shows and like right. some of the new animated movies. And honestly, for me, it was really, um, it was like a PR effort more than anything else of like, Hey guys, don't you want to get excited about DC properties? And I'm like, I don't have a lot of trust in DC properties right now. Yeah. It's like, I think it's frustrating because it's, they, they want us to get excited about the properties, which is easy to do, but typically that means there's a creative team attached to the properties that we're, we enjoy and we're looking forward to. And it's like, okay, so what's his name's doing the suicide squad, James Gunn. I yeah. like what I saw from that. That looked that great. Pa- and that panel actually gave me a lot of confidence because he had like 12 cast members on. Yeah. People I, I was for- actually surprised. Because I remember seeing the poster for it. The teaser poster listed all the names. And I remember being like, wow, that's a lot of people. And then it wasn't until they did the roll call during the panel and they went through all 12 characters. I was like, holy shit, this is so many. This is almost too many characters. And great, you know and I mean? great, great actors. Like I forgot. Peter yeah. Capal- I didn't remember Peter Capaldi being in this. No. I didn't remember Nathan Fillion being in this. Right. I didn't remember Idris Elba being in this. Um, David, uh, I forget how to pronounce his name. David, that's, that's Malachan, who's in the Ant-Man films. And was in Dark Knight, isn't this? Um, He's one of the ex-con guys. He's the guy who's afraid of the Baba Yaga. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Baba Yaga! Um, Does he play Polka Dot Man? Yes. Yeah, that's that's perfect casting. I mean, it, it... and not only that, Michael Rooker is, of course, even James Gunn was like, I made a deal with the devil, so here's Michael Rooker in one of my films again. Yeah. Uh, because Michael Rooker and Nathan Fillion go back to Slither. Like his, right, that was James Gunn, big, big, yeah, big he come, movie, right? Yeah, because he comes out of trauma. Like, I've, known, I've met people from trauma who are, like, still friends with James Gunn. And mm-hmm. Michael Rooker goes back to those days. But the thing I liked about that panel was they were really having fun. And it seemed like they were having genuine kind of fun, kind of like when um, Dan Harmon did the community read-through. Like, mm-hmm. these people like working together, and they like being together. And I got the feeling of that looked like it was a good set to be on. That looked like it's going to have the spirit of Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, so like, I hope oh, so. I didn't care about that movie, and now I want to see it. I felt bad that Will Smith wasn't in it. Right. Like, yeah. You know what? I really like Will Smith. He was one of the better things about that first film. I kind of thought, think Will Smith would have had fun with this group of people. Yeah. I mean, it's it's so hard to imagine because there were so many people there. It's like, you know, these people kind of get lost in the shuffle. But it, yeah, I mean, it that did seem because I watched like the the Wonder Woman one too. So they did yeah. the trailer and that looked fun too. But it like it looked like that one was more of like a awkward zoom meeting with it, that it one looks more like, kind of like goofing around it right. seems like the suicide squad cast like really really knew each other really well and the other crew was kind of like well we made a movie we worked together and now we're kind of supposed to do this like weird zoom meeting <laughs> that's half right. convention half like a work uh, call and the Wonder Woman is also more awkward because it was supposed to be out by now. They released a new trailer right. for this, and I'm like, they released a trailer for a movie that was supposed to be out two months ago. And you know what? What more are you going to show me that's going to get me excited? Because I saw the trailer. To show me the whole thing, and it looks good. But the cheetah at the end of that trailer, the reveal of like what cheetah looks like as a cheetah person. Yeah, I was like, oh man, these graphics look kind of rough. And then I was like, well. They must, these must not be final graphics. They're but it was supposed to be out already. But, and that's what I remembered. I was like, oh, yeah. fuck, this movie was supposed to be out. This is what it's going to look like. They're not putting any more work into this movie. They're just holding it until the pandemic is under control or whatever. Yeah. People are decided that it's worth going to theaters again. They did show a lot of Kristen Wiig footage, so I feel like they might really limit when she's full Cheetah. Mm-hmm. Like, they might do a Wolfsbane thing 
where right, maybe she transforms and maybe she's halfway and so and it's prosthetics and then yeah, soul is going to be CG. Um, speaking of Wolfsbane, New Mutants is coming out this week, and I'm like, uh, really? (laughs) Oh, Bill (laughs) and Ted three by the. I talked about this last week that I'm excited for Bill and Ted three and not for New Mutants to the point where I think New Mutants should not be shown in theaters because it's a threat to uh people's health but bill and ted hooray Um, right bill and ted you can buy on itunes the day it comes out it's 25 five dollars which is expensive for an itunes movie but but it comes with extras i'm buying it yeah i mean it comes with extras it's brand new and you keep it right so it's like you know they'll they'll make hopefully they'll make their money on it right Um, i don't think it was that expensive a movie i think it was I think it was more uh, these John Wick movies are making a ton of money. Keanu Reeves, what do you want to do? And he's like, I want to do another Bill and Ted. And they're like, all right. Yeah, bless him. You know, yeah. <laughs> he's one of the last few good ones we have. Right. Uh, yeah, so it, the Wonder Woman thing was, uh, I mean, it looks like a good movie. I Even with the new trailer, I don't get why this is set in the 80s because it just makes it more confusing. Well, that so like that's... Chris Pine is back, but it's 30 years ago. And other than the fashion, I didn't see – it didn't tell me a reason to put it in that period. Yeah, I'm, 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 they had said during the Zoom meeting or whatever, they had said that, they, that this was actually the plan all along, which I always kind of find hard to believe that they make a plan for more than one movie because you don't know if you're going to get to make another movie. But they Especially said when it's such a hard right shift. Right. Well, not only that, it's like you're you're making. They made Wonder Woman what after Batman vs Superman, but before Justice League. So right. they were banking on Batman vs Superman doing good. That didn't do good. Then they they still had Wonder Woman. They were in production, so they finished it. I just find it really hard to think that they planned on two Wonder Womans, and the plan was for Steve Trevor to die in the 1930s or whenever Wonder Woman mm-hmm. takes place, or the 1910s or whatever, because it's during World War One, and then he's back in the 80s. I think that's like, I don't know. I, I find it hard to believe, but they claimed that that he was that it was the plan all along. So no, we'll I see. I doubt it doesn't that. Seem like it. I mean, we know in we know Justice League once Wonder Woman did well that part of Joss Whedon's reshoot was to do a lot more Wonder Woman. Like Gal Gadot right. got way more screen time because people liked Wonder Woman. Did you watch the, um, the Zack Snyder trailer? Yes, I did. And that brings yeah. us to the next point. So, uh, so bros are getting what they want. It looks yeah. like a completely different movie. I will give that trailer that much. I was, um, I was very surprised with the amount of, I mean, it looked like everything in that trailer was new footage. But it's yeah. like they didn't. And I'm sure it was because I'm sure they, they edited it to be that way. But did they shoot new footage or are they just CGing everything now at this point? No, they, they just scrapped so much of Zack Snyder's footage. Wow. I think, I think he was done shooting, um, but the CG wasn't done. So HBO Max is giving him money to finish the CG because obviously he doesn't want to use Wheaton's shot. Sure. So they are spending money to finish it. But no, he's, he's not getting them back. In fact, now we're far enough away from it that I, they don't look the same. Like Jason Momoa is a little older than he is in this movie. I don't think they could shoot new stuff. Mm, ben Affleck is, yeah, I think it wouldn't match. So I even I, think getting just back into shape, I heard that for the, the, they did the other panel where they were talking about crisis and they were talking about using the kid who plays the Flash, Ezra Miller, whatever yes. his name is. Yeah, Ezra Miller. And they said they, they had to track down the, the costume. I guess they, they actually weren't sure where it was. So they tracked down the costume and they said, luckily he fit in it still. Meaning like, you know, these, these guys get out of shape after these big roles. You know what I mean? Ben, yeah, ben Affleck doesn't stay in Batman shape his whole life. That'd be crazy. No, Ben Affleck's, uh, I, there's a lot of shots of him with Anna Darmus walking around who is in Blade Runner 2049 Knives Out and she's like gorgeous and she's too young for me so she's definitely too young for Ben Affleck so people keep taking pictures of them and Ben Affleck's not in that shape anymore right uh so yeah I I guess they'll be happy but I can't this doesn't look like it's gonna be a good movie I mean I yeah yeah, Justice League was a mishmash and it was a mess but it's like I feel like it's giving in to all its worst impulses. I mean, I think that's the thing is like, I'm, I'm like morbidly curious about it because it's like um, the first X Snyder movie I saw, I think was Sucker Punch. And I remember like, it was, it's a pretty bad movie. And then I well, saw he had, done, he had done 300 before that. Did you oh, okay. So I saw 300 and I, 300 was fine, but I, I, I always argued it's like, 
they kept calling Zack Snyder the visionary director of 300. And it's like, you're not a visionary director when you literally film the book page by page. You know yeah, I mean? somebody like, else's vision. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So visionary is a bit of a stretch. Um, and then Sucker Punch sucked. And then Watchmen was like, okay, but again, Dave Gibbons directed that movie, not Zack Snyder. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then they changed the ending and it kind of missed the point. Yeah, and, and it's not a great cast either. It's like, Yeah, like, it's like it's like Rorschach's great and I think like the comedian's great, but yeah, it's like and the I guy like that the, plays Night Owl sucks. Yeah, I, I, Owen Wilson, I haven't liked him. Oh, it's not Owen Wilson. It's No, not else. Owen Wilson. It's... um. Not Luke, because uh, Owen like Wilson's one of the Wilson guy. brothers. He's not a Wilson brother. I don't think um, so. I'll have to look that up. But I don't like him in anything. Everything I see him in, I just find him very douchey. Yeah, um, he's a weird guy. Yeah, and he looks like an old roommate who wanted to be an actor. Right. <laughs> so uh, Patrick Maybe Wilson. Patrick that's, Wilson. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, but like um, a lot of people just – Billy Crudup I have liked in other things. I think he's a great and almost famous, and he's pretty good in this. Uh, Malin Ackerman's one of those people who was like got a lot of work then and it's 10 years later and you don't see her anymore. Right. It's, it's not a great movie. Yeah. Uh, Jeffrey Dean and Jeffrey Dean Morgan is good. Like he's good on walking dead, but he's like a good TV guy. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like an A-list cast and that's, it doesn't need to be. Um, It was interesting, but again, you know, I, uh, it, he emphasizes all like the wrong things. And I think that's the problem with this just like things. Like you said, it's, it's yeah. going to be more of everything I disliked about it, but that actually, I'm like, I'm curious about it because it's like, I want to, I kind of want to see how bad it's going to be. I'm full, gonna knowing s- full well that all his fans are going to be like, it's a masterpiece, you know, oh, it's, yeah. like- <laughs> it's, it's like Trump supporters. There's yes. no way, there's no way to dissuade them at this point. They're too far in right. for They're them in. to go. I guess, it will, I guess it, there was no good Justice League movie. Like they pinned all their hopes on this cut being the greatest thing ever um, to the point where they're like smearing Joss Whedon now. Yeah. So that's what I'm curious about. So it's like, do all these people like hate on Joss Whedon or yeah, they are getting backlash? It's like that guy got pulled in to do a job. You say what you will about Joss Whedon. I don't, you know, whatever. So I've liked, I liked most of his work and you know what? The, uh, we talked about this a few weeks ago and I actually had people like tweeting me to disagree with me, but he's worked with the same guys again and again and again, guys like Nathan Fillion and Alan Tudyk, um, who seem to be genuinely good, decent guys. If he was, if he was a raging asshole, I don't think he, they would be signing up to work with him again. Right. You know, like they've done movies at his house. Right. You know, like I, I, th- I honestly think part of this is a campaign to build up anticipation for this Snyder cut. And I'm going to watch it because I'm, because I'm not allowed to drop HBO max. My uh, Ben is way too into adult swim and he wants to watch every episode of Aqua Teen hunger force. And that's going to cost yeah. me $14 a month <laughs> until probably this justice league comes out. So if I've already paid for the streaming service, might as well watch it. Yeah. And well, I think it's, something where it's like, uh, it's, I don't really know. I don't really think I know of any other point where like fans got what they wanted like this. Well, there's like, four they basically pouted. There's, there's four cuts got... of Blade Runner out there. I think there was a lot of that was fans fan support. And now when you buy a Blu-ray, it's like a four disc version of Blade Runner, and you have yeah. to decide what what version of Blade Runner. I know I just Brazil, Brazil was like that, but footage was in it. Like was in that trailer. They, I mean, yeah, full whole full segments of the movie that like even like the bad guy. I don't even think I think he was Steppenwolf. Well, they show Dark Side in this. Well, they show him, but. They show Steppenwolf, I think, too. And it's like, yeah. unless I don't even remember what he looked like, I thought he looked completely different. Was no, like I, think, I think he looks like that. From what I remember at the time, Whedon did not have the budget to redesign anything. Mm. So, so it was like, you have your set pieces, and, but so you can tweak things. So like he digitally graded stuff. And then he shot a lot of character moments. So there's a lot of stuff in Justice League of characters acting like they are in Avengers. And he gave the Flash a lot to do. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of Flash in this. And, uh, yeah, and they did talk about the Flash movie. And the one thing they showed from the Flash movie was, like, they got rid of that stupid suit that's, like, held together with guitar strings. Yeah. And, and it's, like, and it's like broken that? manhole covers. It's awful. It doesn't look yeah. like it'll hold up their friction. And they well, were like, not only that, it doesn't look like, yeah, it doesn't look like... He's a his. It, he's wearing armor. 
he should be moving so fast he doesn't need armor. Right. You shouldn't be able to lay a hand on this guy. Why is the Flash wearing armor? It's like when they put Superman in plated armor. I'm like, he's Superman. He could swim in the sun naked. He doesn't. His body is stronger than the plates you're putting on him. Right. It makes no sense. I just like this kind of stuff. Just like blows my mind. Yeah, but I mean, the I think it's interesting. I had written off the Flash movie because it had gone through directors. It, it was like stuck in development hell. Came yeah. back, came back. I forgot that the director of Flash now did it. And oh yeah, so they were showing all this footage. For Andy it. Machete, yeah. I had like Which, walked away from the computer and came back, and they were like showing footage of it. I'm like, what is it? Isn't owned by DC? I'm like, what are they doing? But it is Warner like, Brothers, so they had right. plenty of that footage. So they had and, the footage, which makes sense. But and Andy Machete like, is is directing Flash, but. Then again, like it's like another thing I can't get excited about because they're like, oh my God, Ben Affleck and Michael Keaton are both going to be Batman in this. And I'm like, it sounds like a mess. It's It does. And I'm excited for Michael Keaton coming back. I think well, I love Michael another, Keaton like, in everything. Like he's, yeah. I mean, God damn, God damn it. Yeah. Spider-Man Homecoming just <laughs> keeps rising because of his performance. Yeah. He's so good at He's that. Great. I'm, I'm the shocker. Shock. I shock things. I shock things. What is this, professional wrestling? Yeah, he's so great. And you know he's going to be great. And you know he's going to be like, well, this is Bruce Wayne now. He's not going to do the 1989 character. He's going to do something new. Oh, uh, see, I kind of thought he would do that. I think, he, I think Batman, he'll mix it. 20 years later. Yeah, I think he'll mix it and he'll. He'll go through stuff. Kind of like the crisis when Kevin Conroy was like this evil murdering Batman. Oh, was he? In the, in yeah, the Batman episode. Yeah, yeah, and it's the, it's the only time Kevin Conroy played Batman in live action. Oh, wow. So it's that crisis crossover, which we talked about then. And they spent a lot of time talking about that in this multiverse, where basically the takeaway was, yeah, we can do whatever the fuck we want now. We want to have yeah, Dr. Fate and everything like, played by seven different guys? Yeah, we're going to do it. They're completely abandoning any sense of like continuity and right. just leaning into this idea of the multiverse because it's like it's which is frustrating because i guess the idea is like what marvel has continuity down so to be different to differentiate ourselves we'll just throw continuity right out the window but how is that different than, than the publishing arms because right now it is yeah, all exactly. about like hey Reboots here's a limited and, series by this guy and and now yeah. we're gonna this will be a i mean i guess one. i was holding out hope I haven't really been a fan of like um, most of DC comics since like Rebirth. There was gems here and there, you know, Batman by Capullo and all this stuff was good, but yeah. the- And I really like Batman by Tom King. I th- right. Batman was I a shining that. example yeah. of both New 52 and Rebirth. In my right. So I kind of thought like, okay, well, at some point they'll just reboot it and it'll get back to normal. And I don't, I think that's, it's like been f- seven, eight years or something. It's been since 2011, they did Rebirth. Yeah. It's like, it's not happening. You know what I mean? Just, I should just well, let New it go. New 52 is 2011. Yeah, Rebirth is right. like, uh, It's 20, like, it's like waiting for them to go like back to like pre-crisis. It's never going to happen. It's, so it's gone. It's the same thing with pre-Rebirth. They're never going to go back. So it's like. And they can't do that. Sort of corner. They can't do that in the movies either. I just watched Birds of, I watched Birds of Prey again today. I really like that movie. I think it's a very, very good Harley Quinn movie based on the Jimmy Palmiotti, Amanda Connor, New 52 run. I really like it. There's no reason to call it Birds of Prey because all the other characters have about 20 minutes screen time. Right. Uh, but like when they show her flashbacks, they cut around Joker because they don't want to remind people of Jared Leto. And at that point, Joker had just come out. And it's like, well, what do you do? Do we make Joaquin Phoenix... Harley's girlfriend, well, that breaks that continuity. Right, now Margot Robbie's work. coming back in James Gunn's Suicide Squad. Well, then who's the Joker in that universe? Is it Joaquin Phoenix? Or are we bringing Jared Leto back? And that's what, I think that's what Flashpoint is going to address. I think Flashpoint is going to be this Nexus movie that's going to explain how they're going to move forward. And I think they're going to use it as, um, as like a mission statement, kind of like the limited series, which I didn't like because it was a alternate reality flash limited series, which then in the last five pages rebooted. It's, it's weird. Like flashpoint, everyone talks about flashpoint. Like it was some great crossover and I wasn't a big fan when it came out. Yeah. I mean, well, I, like, you know what's actually really I, I always like the um, Kuberts, but, and I, and I usually like Jeff Johns, but I felt like, yeah, I, I haven't liked Jeff Johns in a few years. Um, but the, there was a bad, the Batman, from Flashpoint was a great story. The I think right, it was and he stuck around. Tom, Tom King used him. 
by right right yeah you know what he is it's like you had this point a couple years ago that like every decade we get a new batman film that sticks right it's like we had all the classics but then like in the 70s it's racial ghoul in the 80s it's um what killer croc killer croc yeah and then in the 90s it's bane in the 2000s it's hush maybe in the you know this decade it was it's bruce or thomas wayne you're right i can't it was like a big villain that more people have used it's either, always like either flashpoint uh, or the court of owls i mean that's the only other thing I right think of yeah this decade that's stuck it's wild but it's yeah i i just but, think that movie's gonna be a mess and it's like there's more batman in the flash movie than there's gonna be flash yeah i just think i i think it's gonna be the way they're pitching it it's just gonna be two hours of fan easter eggs and that's not how you make a hit movie i mean i think i will find certain things entertaining the, the same way I found the crisis uh, five episodes entertaining. Now you watched all the crisis. I did. I, wa- I watched all five, but you know what? I didn't watch any of those series at, before or after. Or I didn't after, come back yeah. next week for any of them. And right. I just watched for the Easter eggs. I'm like, Oh my God, there's Robert Wool. Oh, there's Will Wheaton. Oh, there's Burt Ward. You know, there's Kevin Conroy in live action. Hooray. And then, yeah. And then moved on. Like, I didn't watch The Flash. That's the exactly week. how I watched, like, the last couple seasons of Smallville. It's like, oh, I heard they're yeah. doing the Justice Society, so I watched that episode. Or, oh, I heard they're going to have, uh, you know, Aquaman. And I watched an Aquaman episode, and then that's how I watched with it. That's how I watched all of Gotham. Yeah, but you watched every episode of Gotham. <laughs> I did. Well, I kept quitting, and, yeah. then, and then I would re-binge because Hulu kept them. And I'm like, mm. all right, I'll watch six episodes. Um, so speaking of Gotham the big one would be the the Batman trailer. Yes, and that's the only thing people are talking about. So I, I trolled the social feed getting ready for this podcast. I'd be like, well, what did I miss from fandom? Because like you, I watched about three hours. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I know I missed some stuff. And yeah, there's um, there were some video game trailers. Um, uh, there's a Gotham Knights game coming out, which they kind I of- saw pick, that, yeah. Which looks interesting, uh, but it's WB Games. And then the Rocksteady, who did all the Arkham Knight games, is doing a Suicide Squad game. Oh, see, that's kind of cool. And that's like, and the graphics look great. They look like Spider-Man or Arkham Knight. Um, and it's, uh, it's called Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. Mm. So it's going to be very, it's going to be really big. I have a hard the time Justice with- Justice League is going to be the bad guys in the game. Yeah, well, Superman shows up at the end of the trailer and like kills a guy with his heat vision and they're like, oh, great. So it's like, clearly he's a boss battle. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and again, there was video game news. There was television news. There was movie news. There was new comic book news. But- yeah, I didn't see anything. I saw um, Alex Ross I follow on Twitter and he was tweeting new images or uh, what do you call it? Posting new images that I hadn't seen before. And I was like, okay, so he's going back to DC, you know, where he's he's got some project in the works at DC, and then I never saw anything re- released, you know what right. I mean? I couldn't find anything online. I didn't see anything on his. I, I didn't see that. Was it like, was it maybe character designs for one of the movies? Or? No, it wasn't characters. It was like paintings, but he was just showing details of the painting, so you couldn't see the whole thing. So, like, mm-hmm. for instance, he had, um, like, a close-up shot of, like, Green Lantern, and he had a close-up shot of The Flash, but it were, they were clearly um, part of a bigger image. Oh, okay. He had a Teen Titans one, so I don't know if he was just doing, like, covers or, but it's, like, there's nothing on his Instagram. I'm looking at it right now that, because he said, like, you know, DC Dome or whatever they were calling it, fandom. You fandom. I thought he was, they were going to announce, like, a new series or something he was working on. and they I didn't announce anything. anything. Yeah. So it's it's really kind of confusing. I think it's it, uh, I think it did good. It seemed like a lot of people were kind of talking about it. I hope a lot of people are watching and interested. Um, for everything being kind of a mess over at DC, I think it went about as well as it could go for like a you know digital convention. Right, and it was all built up to this Batman trailer because that's that right. That's the big the main event of the entire convention and as i said no one is talking about anything else i'm not seeing people posting wonder woman trailers or suicide squad i mean and there was a couple of things which um and i want to build up to batman so i I know i keep putting it off but there was like oh there's a black adam teaser trailer and it was like nothing there was that i really liked Um, did you because i just felt they didn't show anything and i'm like clearly you haven't shot this yet yeah i think that something is like they they clearly haven't shot anything yet. So it looks like they just had like a screenwriter give rock, like a speech to say, and then they just right. had some 
it's some you know, designs pretty, probably it's like um what do you call it like production art right it's right like, and they were trying to animate it and yeah um, so i'll give them credit for it i what i am is like um uh i always forget about shazam but i'm very 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 excited for the rock to play black adam and i yeah and i was kind of hoping the black adam movie wouldn't happen and then the rock would just appear in shazam too because i i also really like shazam and i would rather we continue that than jump and reboot because again with this multiverse it is the rock gonna fight shazam maybe never yeah see it's confusing because i i watched it and i thought like oh black adam will be a standalone movie shazam will probably be in it but the main character will be the rock and i just thought it would be essentially a sequel to shazam but it'll be i don't know that it will be i mean i and you know dc's not the only one that does this because I sat through all of the Venom trailers expecting Tom Holland to show up in a post credit scene and it didn't Yeah, happen. see, I never, I never expected Tom Holland in, in the Venom movie at all. And I, and even, I, even though I know they're saying, like, Michael Keaton's going to be in the Morbius movie and somehow these are all, I just, like, I just don't believe it until I see it. I don't right. believe that we're going to get Michael Keaton's vulture in the Morbius movie. It's like, no one's going to go see the Morbius movie because it's fucking Morbius. You know what I mean? Well, it's it's, like, unless, it's, unless it's Blade good because it's a vampire movie. So if yeah, it's maybe. really good because nobody knew who Blade was, and then and Wesley Snipes made three of them. Do you think they're I, making Morbius because Blade? They made three Blade movies. I think Sony is clearly looking at all the Spider-Man villains and thinking who can survive without Spider-Man. Spider-Man. And Morbius is one of those characters that sustained his own book for a while. Like he moved I over to he that, moved yeah. over to like the Ghost Rider titles. Like the right. Midnight Suns. He was on a team. Yeah. Yeah. So you can, so <laughs> there's precedence for having Morbius without Spider Man. Sure. Venom, Venom had his own books. They're working on a Craven the Hunter movie. Yeah. So I, I got a message from Tina about it and she, cause she loves Craven. Like she loves Craven the Hunter. I hate Craven. Craven's my, Kraven. maybe my least favorite Spider Man villain. I just How said, you hate Kraven? because he's a dope in a vest. Well, tiger vest. Yeah. That didn't change it. And the eyes used to hypnotize people. Yeah, that's right. But he's like, you know, he can't stand up to Spider-Man. Craven is a halfway decent Captain America villain. He doesn't stand a chance next to Spider-Man. The only time he ever stood up to Spider-Man was when he shot him from a neighborhood away. Yeah. I actually and he still really didn't win. Liked, um, I liked, I loved that um, you and me off air were talking about the ultimate Spider-Man. And I love what Bendis did with Craven. And oh, well, they uh, made him like the alley, yeah, the crime like reality TV show. And then, yes. like, they get in a fight, they build up to this huge fight, and Spider Man just knocks him out in one punch. And he's like, This guy's an asshole. I thought he yeah, had that's superpowers. Craven. I love that idea for Craven. But Tina was saying that Jason Momoa might be playing Craven, and I'm very intrigued about that. Mm, yeah, that would make it more interesting. I just yeah. set, I just set up my Marvel Legends display to be all Spider Man villains because I'm still in love with this retro set. Craven yeah. didn't make the cut. I'm like Craven's How? dead because he's, he's dead. Member of the Sinister Six. He's dead because he's dead. Because <laughs> he's dead because he ate his own shotgun. Even the yeah. They brought him back, and nobody remembers the story. They brought him back. He's dead. I did the Grim Hunt. It was a Chame- great story. Chameleon also didn't make the cut. It was getting well. Part of the problem with Spider-Man villains is a lot of them have huge tails that take up like right. Scorpion and Doctor Octopus alone take up the space of like five figures. Yeah, they're enormous. So the bat let let's cover the Batman trailer. Let's build up to it. Um, this is happening. We do know production shut down in the middle, so we didn't see a lot. And I don't yeah. think it was so much that that they were hiding stuff from us. I think it's not. There's finished. not a lot to show us, I think. Because honestly, most of the scenes took place in one room. And I'm like, oh, you shot these. Right. And there's a couple of action sequences, but nothing really big. And now they're saying it's 2022. Um, they have 2022? To fin- yeah. They have wow. to finish this. That's wild. But what did you think? Um, I... I thought what I think every time I see a new Batman movie trailer is like, okay, it's, it's like, it's more Batman. It's easy to do. I think, uh, the suit looks cool. The, um, I like the toned down car. I know the jet engine at the back's a little silly, but I'm glad that it's but a that's car. That's a Batmobile thing. Right. So I'll give it to him. Um, the motorcycle's cool. The, the suit looks good. I'm not super thrilled with him as, Bruce Wayne, he looked kind of funny. There was, he um, had kind of emo hair. I really thought they were going to trim yeah. him up. 
uh, but it's it's long and it's like a scene they show them really quickly where they're like like a car crashes through so it's like okay okay there's chaos there but his hair is pretty long and it's possible right. there's boardroom scenes where it's all slick back yeah there. and i mean maybe they haven't really shot a lot of bruce wayne stuff yet maybe they were right. getting some of the bigger stuff out of the way so it's like i'll i'll do what i do with all these movies it's like it looks interesting i'll give it a chance um I I worry about what they're doing with the Riddler. I think he's because he's the main bad guy. The girl is um it's Zoe did, um, Kravitz, right? Is Catwoman? Yeah, it's Catwoman, and she's just like wearing a ski mask. So it, yeah, and that could change. You know, it's like we don't know what her she might have a costume by the end of the movie. I don't need her right. in the costume. I think she looked great. I'm yep. a little worried how they're gonna. I think we're gonna get like an Arkham, like the video game type Riddler. We're gonna get like a grungy. Keith Ledger inspired Riddler and that kind of stuff just gets like it's just like a bit much when every single villain goes through the Heath Ledger machine and comes out as like a punk rock version of their well that's what killed Jared Leto's Joker right I mean yes. Joaquin and Phoenix was able to sw- and Joaquin Phoenix was able to swim against the tide I think it looks really good uh, um, but it's absolutely a post Nolan Batman, it's definitely like, hey, do what Nolan did and strip it down more. Right. Like, it's, I kind of wanted a return to a superhero Batman. Yeah, I don't think, I don't mind going, I, this is, I guess, supposed to be like a year two Batman. That's what I heard in the panel. Well, Patterson's pretty young. I mean, he's, he's maybe the youngest Batman we've had. Right. I mean, both Michael Keaton and Adam West were in their 30s. Patterson's like in his probably early 30s now but he looks a lot younger than adam west or michael Keaton did at the time yeah yeah or Uh, christian bale for that matter i don't i don't mind the kind of toned down version of batman i think it's like getting away from like um superhero technology i think is a good thing i don't think batman needs to have all this like crazy tech and a giant tank and a you know flying drone machine and all that stuff so um, i'm interested in kind of like a in the comics, there's like this tendency to just lately just make him Iron Man. Yeah, and that's I mean absolutely. It's you know Batman's Iron Man essentially, um, and has been for a while. Um, so I so I kind of like this kind of like meat and potatoes Batman. <laughs> he's got yeah. a motorcycle, he's got a car, and he's got fists. Yeah. And it's cool. Give him a grappling hook. Give him a. He's very violent in this. Like the way he beats well, up people is pretty. And brutal. I think that's the other thing is that we're this is also we're gonna get a more because we got a more violent Joker in the last Joker movie, mm-hmm. and that did really well. I think we're gonna get a more violent Batman to the point where it's like he's gonna just be a full psycho. Yeah. You know, it's like Batman kind of walks the line. Christian, uh, the Christopher Nolan movies did a pretty good job of this, of, you know, Alfred was there to kind of be like, hey, you're getting lost in this. And there was a lot of back and forth during those three movies about him kind of losing himself to the care, to the, what he created. And I think this is just going to be like very dark. He's going to just be like a full-fledged psychopath. And I think um, Alfred will be like enabling him. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, because we're going to get these like grungier versions of everybody. So that's, I'm like, I'm cautiously optimistic. Mm-hmm. It'll be good, but I'm, I'm expecting it to be very much a product of like the Joker movie that we saw where it's yeah, a lot I, darker, you know, it's like, uh, we're definitely in a post Nolan world where, that influenced everything anyone does with Batman because those movies were so impactful. But unfortunately, I think we're now also in a post Joker world where anything coming from the Batman universe is going to be as, as much aligned with that vision as possible. And I think it works for the Joker. I mean, you know, he's a very dark character. Um, Riddler. I don't know. I, that's the kind of stuff where I'm like, I just, I think they're going to get a little carried away. It's like they, they, it's going to be like um, when Deadpool came out the studio took all the wrong lessons for why Deadpool worked and applied them to um, X-Men movies and you know, whatever else Fox was doing. And I think that's the same thing that happened with the Joker movie is that they succeeded beyond anyone's expectations and the studio is totally going to miss the mark as to why it worked. They won't get it. And they'll apply the same um, uh, method to all their other properties and it's gonna it's not gonna work you know it's like 
that's why Zack Snyder's Superman didn't work because they right they because saw it was trying to be Dark Knight. And, yeah, and yeah, you can't make Superman the Dark Knight. It doesn't. The it falls apart very quickly. You're making a different movie. You want to make Red Sun Superman. That's a different thing. You want to do the Injustice version of Superman. That's a different thing. You can't do classic Superman as Christopher Nolan. It's not. You know, it doesn't work. Right. Yeah. I. I mean, I think it's going to be good. The one thing I really walked away with, and I didn't think. Um, I would was I really like Jeffrey Wright as Commissioner Gordon. I, I feel yes, like he he I, got the most screen time, and I was like, oh, I really like his interpretation. And as sad as I am that we didn't get to see, we got a cameo of J.K. Simmons as Commissioner Gordon in Justice League, and we didn't get a full J.K. Simmons. But uh, you know what? J.K. Simmons is back in Spider-Man, so all's right with the world. Exactly, yeah. It would have been nice to see him kind of get a chance to play with Commissioner Gordon. And I, there's something um, kind of charming about him playing J. Jonah Jameson and Commissioner Gordon. Yes. But, the, maybe um, the two strongest civilian characters in all of comics. Definitely. So I'm, I'm, I agree with you completely. I'm okay losing him as Commissioner Gordon if that means we're getting him as J. Jonah Jameson again. Yeah, and I great. like Jeffrey Wright. I like him anyway. Yeah, Jeffrey, like have you watched um, Westworld at all? I've seen season one and I really liked it. And yeah, then I fell two, off after season two. It got a little goofy. Well, that's what everyone said and I didn't have HBO when season two ran. So I keep mm. thinking of going back, but no one's recommended season two. And I'm like, am I going to slog through this? And no one's talking about season three. Nobody's like, yeah, but season three, it gets great. And I right, mean, yeah, I haven't heard anything. I yet. loved season one and uh, I really liked Jeffrey Wright. I love Evan and Rachel Wood uh, yes. so, and James Marsden. And I kind of want to go back to those characters, but uh, – people had kind of a diffused appreciation of that Definitely. second and i'm like it's worth my time and honestly i'm so backed up like i i'm in season two of doom patrol everybody says do umbrella academy um uh owen just texted me like hey you got to do the expanse and even with six months of pandemic right I'm like um well, there's only so much i can put on my plate so what's yeah and that's that it's what's it's true what's always been true is that there's there's too much content out there you know what i mean so it's like uh, any investment in a new show is going to be hard. And you know what? I think that kind of sums things up for fandom. There's, there was so much content out there that it was really like, well, what am I excited about? And I, that Batman trailer was probably the best thing I saw, but it's another Batman. And it's like, I've seen really good Batmans. I've seen really bad Batmans. Uh, I love Batman. Mm. Um, but I don't know if I talked about this. But uh, I was in therapy a couple weeks ago, and I said, you know, I've really been into Spider-Man lately, because this is how my therapy sessions go. Yeah. <laughs> they're a lot like podcasts. Except I was going to say, they're a lot like the podcast, but you probably do more talking. And I pay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, but I was saying how I've really been heavy Spider-Man for the last year, and I was trying to figure out why, because uh, I, people that have listened to the show for a long time know that I'm Batman and Spider-Man are my favorite characters and it's, they're very close, but Spider-Man's always been number two. And I'm like, I just haven't had any patience for Batman in a long time. And my therapist said, well, with the state of the world right now, do you want to spend time in Gotham city? Right. And I'm like, no, I want to spend time in New York where I'm from, where I love, but it's yeah. bright and it's fun. And the, and the superior character is funny and all, and all of his villains are great. So I'm like, I'd rather, just live in spider-man's world than batman's world right now and i think i'm having the same effect with the movie it's like yes i love batman i'm not tired of batman i'm not done with batman um but i'm like oh okay more batman but in the back of my head there's still like that third spider-man supposed to come out christmas 2021 what's that gonna be like yeah I and they haven't shot that. that yet, but I'm more excited to see a third Spider-Man than I am to see another reboot of Batman. Yeah, and I that might change. And, you know, and to be fair, we, it's the third rebooted Spider-Man. Right. But I think it's like Spider-Man, we've got two movies and we've got two Avengers movies in the oh, and Captain America. So that Spider-Man's been in five movies right now. That's which is Yeah, crazy. Tom Holland is established. Yeah, but I think that's the thing. Like, that's a, something you kind of know what you're going to get. And I think right. with the Robert Pattinson Batman, it's like I, I, I have actually never seen Robert Pattinson in anything except like one of the Harry Potters. He was in it for like five minutes. He right. plays like one of the kids. Yeah, I haven't seen any of the Twilights. I've heard really good things about the Lighthouse. The Lighthouse? Yeah, with my the... roommates watched it. And they're like, you've got to watch this movie. It's and so you know good. what? Like, when don't I love Willem Dafoe? 
<laughs> exactly. You know, uh, if it's two hours of just like, this lighthouse is getting to me. I'm like, right. just, yes, I want to see that. Right, it'd be worth it. Yeah, but I heard he's really good in it. And it's one of those like, he, I'm, he probably has matured into a fine actor. I, I really liked him in the suit. I liked his voice. I liked his mannerisms. I liked his walk. I'm with you. I have not sold on his Bruce Wayne yet. But I, right, I'm but like, there's probably not a lot of that done yet, too, right? So, but he struck a chord where he felt purer to me than Ben Affleck did. Yeah, I will say the one thing that I don't like is like I guess the bat symbol is like the two guns that like murdered his parents. Like, yeah, yeah, I think should... that's like a little bit. That's on a bit nose? much. Yeah, it's like come on, <laughs> you know. Yeah, but I'm a, I'm. It's an interesting take. It's not going to hurt me. If I'm like, all right, the two guns. It'll hurt depending I, I on think, how long they spend on it. If they spend, if that's I like the whole subplot of the movie, I'm going to lose my mind. Oh, yeah. Well, it's like like the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man movies where he was trying to find a blonde guy. Because right. that's, that's who killed Uncle Ben. Yeah. And then movies. he was like, his dad had like a secret yeah. cave um, lab under the city. with like, movies are I was real like, bad. What is going they're, on? They're real bad. And they're even worse when you think that. Which sucks because. It was I, a planned I, trilogy. So they didn't even pay that story off. Right. Which sucks. Because actually I really liked Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man. It's like, I'm sure people would be like, they yeah. lose their mind. It's like, because there's and this I liked, insane uh, worship of Tobey Maguire. But um, I, I, I thought that guy did it. He was a great Spider-Man, I thought, you know. Yeah. And I liked Emma Roberts as Gwen. Right, yeah, she's good too. So yeah, um, they're bad think, movies, but right, there was like they had good chemistry and bad movies because I think some of the stuff with like the two of them, I really well, enjoyed I call, like, the character moments. I always call Andrew Garfield the Pierce Brosnan of Spider Man's. It's right. like, oh, this guy's perfect for the role, but put and him in, in the, the shittiest movies. movie possible. Yeah, yeah, you know, what? I was just looking at uh, Hot Toys. I'm, uh, I, I, I was texting you about this. I'm very on the fence about they're re-releasing the Tom Holland hoodie Spider Man. And I'm like, ooh, I don't have that. Maybe I should get that. That's really good. I love the end of Homecoming. And uh, I, I was looking at the other Hot Toys. And the Andrew Garfield Amazing Spider-Man 2 suit is incredible. And every now and then you see the Hot Toys come up for it's really cheap because nobody likes that movie. Because nobody like, wants it, yeah. But I'm like, it, it, but it's a really good Spider-Man. It's a good-looking good Spider-Man. It's the most comic-accurate costume they've ever done in the movies. Yeah, except that the MCU figured out to articulate the eyes and changed everything. Right, yeah, it's a new world. Yeah, so so it sounds like we're kind of both on the same thread about this. Uh, well, it's because I think the DC movies have been so hit or miss. It's like, I liked Wonder Woman. I didn't like Justice League. I liked Aquaman. I liked Suicide Squad, but I only saw it once, so I don't know if that counts. I, I saw did, Aquaman once. Yeah, I didn't like Suicide Squad. But I liked, Bur- I, liked- I liked Shazam. I liked Birds of Prey. I liked Aquaman. I liked Joker. I didn't love it. Um, but... They're on the upswing, but they haven't earned my trust. Right. I think it's like there's too, um, there's too many mistakes in the very recent past that uh, before I can get excited. They don't have a track record like Marvel where even the, like, the not great Marvel movies I can watch still. Right. It and, was like I was just having this conversation about Black Widow. I was talking to somebody who's like, why do you want to see Black Widow? And I'm like, uh, objectively, I don't. But Marvel has yet to get, make a bad movie. So I want right. to see the next Marvel movie. Yeah, and I, I think that's something, too, where it's like, it's crazy, like, that movie we should have talked about two months ago, you know? Right, as and, well as Wonder Woman. Right. So no, that God just, knows when we'll actually ever see these movies. Yeah, because those, those movies are going to make too much money to put them on demand. Right. Like, Bill and Ted, I'll buy. New, New Mutants, they are clearly dumping. I just can't believe it got finished. Like, I mean, it's like... Shocking. I don't know if it did. They might have just not done the reshoots. I, I'm I'm feeling very strongly that Disney's just like just put it out the way it is. Just yeah. get it. Just get it out there and dump it. They can't well, put it. Weird. It's like they, it's too adult to put it on Disney Plus. Right. They're never going to put like Deadpool. So or where Logan. are they putting it? They're putting it in the. They're theaters? putting it in the theaters. Yeah, it's during a pandemic. For whoever like, yeah, wants, it. yeah. <laughs> whoever wants to risk it to go. That's so crazy. I mean, Disney Disney Plus is successful, but it it still has to figure out what they're going to do for their older audience because they're not going to put Deadpool or Logan on that's Disney+. That's actually Plus. something I've heard is that they, they, that's why we won't see content like that on Disney+, Plus because the idea is that there shouldn't be anything on Disney+, Plus that you couldn't let your kid watch. Because right. Disney+, Plus is essentially like a babysitter. 
It's a safe place. Yes, exactly. It's a, it's the safe streaming for kids know how to, and kids know how to operate it. So they will open Disney plus and go wherever they want. They're not, they're not going to ask their parents to pull something up. Um, But speaking of Disney plus and I, I, I'm this is my new year's resolution in August is to try to keep us on topic. Um, you know what? Then I think we'll, let's wrap it up. This will be my greatest thing in the world. We're recording this so late that I can't even do the soundbite, but um, I'm really enjoying Muppets now on Disney plus. You're it, watching like old Muppet stuff or no, they have a new show on Disney plus really? and it's, it's basically like three sketches an episode. Originally they were going to be shorts Okay. And it's like Muppets and Zoom meetings. Um, they've had a couple of recurring uh, segments. Like there's like Miss Piggy giving lifestyle tips, Bunsen and Beaker doing science experiments. Um, there's a game show that Peppy is hosting where he just makes up the categories on the fly. That's great. <laughs> where he's like, he's like, what is the best name, Julie? You are wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it, That's it's, great. It's been really fun. And then there is a cooking challenge. For oh, Swedish Chef, yes, where they get a celebrity chef to cook against Swedish Chef, who basically just destroys the set. Yeah, uh, I love he went Swedish up against chef. Danny Trejo, and they had a mustache battle. That's awesome. But it's it's been the closest thing, at least since the Jason Segel movie, to capture that spirit. Yeah, um, it's kind of like Looney Tunes. It's never going to be what it right. originally was. Yeah, but they're so far away. There have been some iterations of Looney Tunes. I loved the Looney Tunes show about five six years ago on Cartoon Network. It was really dry. I remember telling you about this, where Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck were like living in a house in the suburbs. They were like roommates, yeah. Yeah, and it wasn't slapstick, it wasn't visual, but it was sharp, and the characters were really clearly defined and funny. And Muppets Now kind of has that, where it's it's got that anarchic spirit of the Muppets, but it's filtered a little more modern. Um, It's not the best thing. I mean, it's certainly not the Mandalorian. It's not even as good as like Star Trek Lower Decks or Picard or some other uh, franchises that are being extended on streaming platforms. But it is really enjoyable. In fact, this week, um, we had a whole show about Star Trek Lower Decks with Elliot Serrano, so I won't get into that. But it is the first Star Trek show that I can get my kids into because they're big Rick and Morty fans. Mm. And the characters on. Well, oh, it's a comedy too. So it's ben, a comedy, yeah. Right, because been more comedy guy. But the nice thing is Ben's been beaten over the head with Star Trek, so he gets all the inside jokes. Oh, so if they, right. They make a joke about Klingons or Borg. He gets it. He knows who they are. Okay, yeah, that's cool. But he said to me this week, he was like, "Oh, it's Thursdays. There are new Lower Decks on." And I, I was like, "Wait, what comes on?" Yeah, Lower Decks comes on Thursday, and then Muppets comes on Friday. And he went, "Oh, Muppets!" and I haven't had that feeling come back from them in a long time. Right. Of like, that's the, probably the biggest compliment I can give the streaming platforms right now is. Is that your, your 12-year-old likes it? Yeah, for a Gen Xer, all of the things I loved are doing good things. Like, my kids want to, like, we have good Star Wars. We have good Star Trek. We right. have good Muppets. We have, uh, we have multiple good Star Treks. Like, everything I, we're supposed to have good Marvel shows, but when the pandemic someday clears up, yeah. Um, but we're the French, the franchises that I grew up loving and didn't want to get rid of are being treated pretty well. In fact, I just finished the um, what Disney Plus has of the newest Spider Man animated series, and I like it. I mean, it's not is spectacular. It, is it new, like, um, <sighs> like it was, it was recently televised, or is it like, yeah, just like one that they just you know, finished? No, last? like season three is on the air now, and they have oh, seasons okay. one and two. They rebooted it with Homecoming, and mm. it's good. They did a whole six episode arc of Superior Spider Man. Oh, that's cool, which was really fun because they've had an and they've had an Otto Octavius character through the whole show, right? So, so it pays off, yeah. And Miles is in it a lot, and Spider Gwen is in it a lot, and it's like as much as I love Peter being alone. I have to admit that, you know, we're in this era of Spider-Man where there's a group of Spider-Men, so they should Yeah, it's weird. It, it didn't occur to me until you said it. But, yeah, it's like Spider-Man became a lot more like Batman in that sense where it's yep. like he's got this, like, family of copycat characters that they developed over the but years. But they're all that, strong and they all have their own fan bases. Right, so they're they totally to stuck. Yeah. Well, uh, try and stay on topic so we won't get too deeply into Marvel. Yeah. But, yeah, that would be my, my greatest thing in the world right now is Muppets Now. It's, it's not the... It's not the most incredible thing, but if you have kept your Disney membership waiting for Mandalorian to come back right. or waiting for Winter Soldier and Falcon to start, uh, Muppets Now is definitely worth your time. It's a, it's a breeze. 
Nice. What do you have? Yeah, I'll um, definitely have to check it out. I, uh, last week or maybe the week before, they um, they re-released John Buscema's Silver Surfer Omnibus. Uh, yeah, I've had that for 10 years and you tried to buy it off. Yeah, it, uh, it came out. The, that one came out when the second Fantastic Four movie got released. Yeah, because that was Rise of the Silver Surfer. Right. They released and, Fantastic Four Volume 2 and Silver Surfer on the same day because I remember ordering them together. Yeah, and that makes sense, right? It's like, a, you know, it's perfect companion material. But yeah, I've never read a lot of this stuff. So uh, this is like, and I love John Buscema. So this was like, this I've been looking forward peak. to this book for 10 years. Yeah. So it's just like, um, I, uh, it's, uh, it's incredible. I'm loving it. So that, that's been my greatest thing. What I'm astonished at is that it's like only 18 issues or something like yeah. this. It's and it was a bi-monthly. They were double-sized, right. though. I think it was They're a big. Page. Yeah. I noticed that. I read, like, the first issue, and I'm like, oh, okay, they did extra because they did the origin. And then they read the second issue, and I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> like, this is, like, double the material. Yeah, the crazy thing about that series, it's not, not really a spoiler, but Kirby does the final issue. Uh, Kirby was always mad that Stan didn't give him Silver Surfer. Because he was oh, like, yeah, he definitely could have done it. Well, he, and he created it without Stan. He just drew him on the page, and then Stan came up with right. the name and the dialogue. Um, they didn't discuss that character in the plot, so it's, Kirby, Kirby was a little upset that he didn't get to do the solo ones. And then Stan finally gave him one. He does one issue, and that's, then he quits for DC. That's crazy. <laughs> and Bishema, like famously didn't like superheroes. He, he only liked drawing Conan. Yeah, it's interesting. You can always tell... Um, when you're reading something John Buscema is drawing when he pitched the idea for the comic that month because it's like, oh, Silver Surfer's fighting um, like a pirate. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? It's like, and it's just like, oh, because John Buscema was sick of drawing fucking superheroes. So they, yeah, well, that, they had the, him draw a pirate. My introduction to this, that Silver Surfer series was the Bring on the Bad Guys trade paper back in the 70s. Uh, my cousin Walker actually had it and lent it to me. And, it, and um, these fireside trades, they were the first Marvel trades. They had uh, Origins of Marvel Comics, Son of Origins, and Bring on the Bad Guys. And they were first appearances. And then Bring on the Bad Guys was first appearances of villains. And I still have the copies of them. I love them. Yeah, they're uh, They're cool. long out of print. But, uh, but they did one villain from each. So it was the first time I ever read the first Doctor Doom. And it was the first time I read the Green Goblin being unmasked. And you found out he's Norman Osborn. There's a Gil Kane abomination story in there. Uh, so and this was Mephisto. It was Mephisto. And that, it stunned me. And I remember I stayed up all night. I think I was had a sleepover at Walker's house and we didn't sleep. And I was like, I was a kid. But I was like that punchy, hungover, tired. And yeah. he let me borrow this book. And I just fell into that artwork. And I was terrified of it and entranced by it and because of that issue which was number three um i've always been in love with that series and yeah and basically he put that effort into every issue and I'm, I'm, as great as bishem was you can't say that about his whole career right yeah and i really like bishem so i'll take whatever i can get from him yeah um but, but you know what his wolverines ain't his silver server right yeah okay and that's the other thing so i'm uh i usually have like a couple books i'm reading at a time and the other one i'm reading is the wolverine and i'm coming up on those bishema issues and i'm like yeah this is really bad bishema because <laughs> yeah. it's later in his career right it, i think it was in the yeah because it's, it's late 80s Right. So well, see, that's we're the thing, talking about early seventies versus late eighties. Uh, I read his eighties Avengers. That's those are the first like back issues of Avengers. I okay, bought. but but then when you see his sixties Avengers, right? Like, that's the thing is like it's a world of difference. But as a kid, yeah. I was just like I love that artwork. I you know I was a kid. You know what did I know? Right. Um, but then yeah, it's like then you find out this guy did all this other stuff, and you're like, oh my god, this guy did like. Yeah, the, I mean, I just read the Thor issue of Silver Surfer where That's Loki tries to trick. It's like incredible. It's like that I cover, I, I remember when you owned the shop, uh, the cover of like Silver Surfer diving down on Thor, they made that as two magnets. They had the Thor yes. from that cover and the Silver Surfer. From and I remember cover. we talked to the magnet guy after we got the first wave of magnets. They hadn't made that yet. Mm -hmm. And uh, he was like, yeah, we want to do Silver Surfer and Thor. And then we were like, oh, wouldn't it be awesome if they did that cover? Like if they, you know, had two separate magnets and the guy was like, oh, that's exactly what we're doing. <laughs> and we were like, yes, we knew about that coming out like a little ahead of time. I mean, it was probably already solicited or something, you know what I mean? But it yeah. was like, they had the exact same thought like we did where it's like, it was just like beautiful. It's like exactly what you'd want it to be.
Yeah. Well, if you wanted to let us know what your greatest thing in the world is this week or what you thought of DC fandom, are you over the moon about finally seeing Wonder Woman 1984? Can you not wait for James Gunn's Suicide Squad? Uh, were you mad that they didn't announce a Joker too? Let us know. You can follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash comics. That's where we post all the news. And we always look at your comments, whether you, whether you send us a message or you reply to one of our stories. You can follow me at Not In My Book on Twitter and Instagram. That is the official Caffeinated Comics uh, social networking feed. And Stephen, how do we follow you? And how do you subscribe if you're not already subscribed? I could be followed at uh, the Brave Butter Pecan on Instagram, and you can please subscribe to the podcast. You can subscribe on Spotify, Stitcher, or iTunes. And we will talk to you next week. Uh, I've come up with a new motto that I want to sign off the show with. It's something, oh, great. it's something I've been saying to my cat in my new apartment. Yeah. Don't poop on stuff. Don't poop on stuff. We'll I like it. Good week. advice.